this episode of My Cat's Tale, we're going to meet Leo. He has really, really intense energy, discovering, just hopping around everywhere. My sister and my mom are like, uh uh-uh, you guys name him. It was Leo DiCaprio, that is like Leo Messi. COVID hit, so we were all scared and stuff. He was just the greatest presence anybody could ask for. Joining me now on My Cat's Tale, we have Jalen joining me all the way from Alexandria. We're here to talk about Leo. Yes, yes, yes. The cutest cat ever. First of all, thank you, Eamon, so much. I love this podcast. And second of all, Leo is this cat that came into our lives uh, during 2020, the year of COVID. It was such a sad year. Uh He's a mix, I think, between Persian and uh, Maine Coon. He has this fluffy fur and he has these beautiful, beautiful eyes that are like gold emerald eyes. And I don't know, he looks a bit wild. I got to tell you, he never looks cute ever, not even when he was a baby. But this is how we raise him because we're a hipster family at heart. I think we just we like to be ourselves. You don't like to be, um, you know, like a made-up versions of whoever we're supposed to be. So our cat is not like the cuddly, cute type, at least not with others. But with us, he's just Leo. He's this crazy person, cat. What's Leo like just now? What's he been up to in the last week? Leo, what's he been like in the past week? Well, he went to the vet and he was kind of sad because there were fleas (laughs) in him and we had to bathe him too. And he had his nails clipped and he had, he was glammed up, but he really hates visiting the vet, although she loves him insanely. She's like, oh, King Leo, and he's like, oh, no. So this is what he's been up to. Of course, you know, like spending quality time with my dad as usual, blah, 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 and like missing my sister like crazy because she's his favorite person in the whole house. Um, and just going around, He's he has really, really intense energy just hopping around everywhere, discovering whenever you get groceries, wherever you get stuff and stuff like that. And I think we got something new last week and he was so interested in it. So he just dug deep. He sounds like a really loving, but also quite an inquisitive little mischievous cat. Very, very. We so, don't like him. <laughs> picked him on 2020. Like so that puts him, what, three years old now? Yeah, he is. He is three years old. Yeah. So just out yeah. the kitten stage, still quite bouncy, just but, but just hopefully coming down just a little bit. I hope so, because he hasn't calmed up, not a least bit. He's the bounciest cat ever. And he's so, he is almost feral, you know, like he would just, he loves to scare us. He loves to jump on us. He loves to jump on furniture and like show dominance and stuff like that. And he kind of like has this insane fights with my dad where he just scratches him and, like, bears his teeth. And Dad just loves it because that's, like, the crazy animal lover you'd expect him to be. Like, my dad is the craziest person you could ever meet because he's always been an eccentric, you know, like, on the margins of society and stuff. So this fits him very well, let me tell you. So wind back a little bit for me. When did Leo come into the house? Why did he come into the house? 
okay, our cousin was, he, we were going through a very tough time, okay? Our pet bird, uh, Coconut, has just died, and this took a toll on my dad. As I told you, he's like this crazy animal lover and stuff. And my mom was like invested in taking care of my grandma, who was very sick at the time. So our cousin, my sister and I, was obsessed with, I'm going to get you a cat. My cat is pregnant. I'm going to get you one of the kittens. And we were like, no, 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 we can't take care of a cat. Sorry, babe. So she just launches Leo on our laps. Her cat had gotten like six or something. And she's like, I feel the gray one is going to be the best for you guys. So she gifts it to us. It was a gift. So he came into our life. A few months later, grandma died. Our uncle died. COVID hits. And it was like we had this light in the house. It was like something precious was born into the house. We didn't even feel, yes, it was crazy. Yes, we had a lot of crap. Yes, my sister and I were working full time and it took a toll on us. Yes, my mom caught COVID by the end of 2020 and it was really hard and she almost lost it. I think it was such a dark time, but he was there to make everything seem, it was worth it. There was life, even though death was everywhere, even though we were all scared and stuff, he was just the greatest presence anybody could ask for in their lives. It's one of those moments that we have with our our pets that sometimes the connection can be feels so much more powerful than anything else in the world when it gets very dark definitely definitely it is it is and and the way you know we, we were just adapting to him and adapting to the environment and and he was just going around being a part of the family wanting to be part of everything you know when my sister and i would fight he would go and like raise a pawn just hit me and go to my sister and hit her it's as if he's like stop it you girls and you would just feel like something is something is beautiful in this life and something is unconditional in this life and taking care of him has been yes so hard but at the same time it's so rewarding you said there that he arrived in 2020 just before covid hit what was yeah. COVID like in Egypt? Because obviously I know what it's been like here in the United Kingdom and it's been relatively clear what it's been like in Europe and America, but what was it yeah. like over there in North Africa? So almost this, it's almost the same. Like, we, you know, like um, some people were working from home, some people were laid off, some people like us, we would go on shifts and it was a very scary environment to go because you would feel people falling sick all the time. Some, unfortunately, people lost their lives and we've had close friends who lost their parents and stuff like that. It was, it was a gloomy time, I think for the whole world. And we were always afraid. I think when mom caught it, we were just because she caught it really hard, but it was the end of the year. And I really panicked and my sister too. And of course she was isolating herself. It was self-isolation at home. And Leo would of course like scratch the door, like let me in. I want to be with you because he loves her so much. And it was just, so it was, I think it was a very sad time. And, but for me, it was also a productive time because I would go to work, we would have shifts where we would have to like um, separate, have the separation uh, policies and stuff. And I would be in an office all by myself and it would drive me to like write something about the city and how it feels like a ghost town and, and how you, you go to familiar places and still not feel familiar. So it was a very sad time. I think mostly sad because you, you just see, see this Facebook status and someone is dad or someone is having it someone is like screaming for help and it was just nasty but in this nastiness if, if we flip the coin over oh actually before we do that your mother's okay now yeah definitely she's perfect thank you thank you so much for asking 
you have this darkness yeah. outside and you have this lightness inside. Definitely, Ewan. You you just as if you heard my sister, she would tell me she was working as a school teacher at the time. And let me tell you, it was a terrible time to be a school teacher. It was scary. She was scared for the kids, for herself. Some schools were closed, but hers wasn't. And there was a lot of turbulence. But at the same time, she would tell me that no matter whatever hell is happening out there in the world, I would step into the apartment and see Leo and I would forget all about it all the pain all the fear would wash away i see him and he's just running to her and he loves her so much he's like he has this leap like of a dog and he just runs to her and then falls on his back and he's waiting for the belly rub and she's just there with him on the ground and she forgets all about the pain all about the crap do you think it would i mean how much harder do you think isolation and that period of your life would have been without leo it would have been total darkness, let me tell you, because I was having a heartbreak too. Uh, a man I loved um, in 2019, it was the end of an on and off relationship that took a very long time of my life. So by the time I was mourning the relationship and the heartbreak that happened, Leo came. So it made it milder. So get him out of the situation, all the deaths, all the problems, all the sickness, me Every day, being in isolation, being paranoid from all what's going on, still raw from the heartache. I don't think him. I don't think I would have been this person talking to you. I would think my strengthening curve would have gone upward because this little furl bitch has helped me so much become what I am right now, just by having him in my life. What about when he first arrived in the house? Because he's arrived, if I've got the timeline right, before the whole world kicked off and just, yeah, that full. You know yeah. what I mean, folks. What were, yeah. what were those yeah. first couple of weeks like? Have you had a kitten before? Was this, What have you had animal-wise before? I'm going to tell you something very funny. We tried having a kitten when I was little, okay? Because my mom and dad are crazy animal lovers, okay? My sister, she had phobia from cats. She was phobic to cats. My sister, who is now, like, so close they're like you know freaking frat you know like they're they're there they're just together all the time and she demanded that we remove this cat get it out of the house and she was so small and we were all so sad but we just had to let the cat go fast forward years later and he arrives in the house and from the moment he sets his tiny paw in the house and my sister is like madly in love with him it was the first few weeks where we're just insane. They were insane and happy and chirpy, and we just wanted to make everything. We were celebrating him like a little freaking and just trying to feed him and having fun with him and trying to teach him how to pee and to get used to the litter box. And he's, you know, like boxed, but of course, he usually just goes under the covers and sleeps with one of us. But um, it was like a crazy, happy place where you just get to have fun and go around and around. I think the first few weeks were like euphoric. There was no sadness in them. No, at least he didn't even get sick until later, like about five months in or something. But the first few weeks were like hilarious and fun and loving. Is that what you expected? Well, because we're insane. We're like a family of animal lovers, you know, like we're crazy. We feed strays all the time. We go to animal shelters. We kind of like mingle with other people people's animals all the time so i think we were expecting it but we were scared for our sister for my sister for my sister donna mom and dad and me because she was probably the one of us who is a little bit expectant of animals like you would see her with big dogs like Ooh, 
what are you gonna do back then of course cats were like a big no to her i think she saw them as mini panthers or mini tigers or something so she was the one but to be honest with you the moment leo entered and he was like out of the box and like looking around and it was love at first sight so it was even higher than our expectations maybe better oh what about the day before though what about the day when your sister knew a cat was coming in but hadn't met leo yet so she must still have had the phobia that decided that she was okay trying again. How did that happen? I think because, like, r- deep into it, I was always... Uh, my sister and I are, like, best friends, so we're always there for each other. Like, she's more socially outgoing than me, so she's always telling me to be bold and, like, not care about people and be your crazy self, you know, because I'm kind of a weirdo. She's more composed and immaculate than for people. I'm, like, all over the place, la, la, la. And she's, like, just be yourself and forget about them. So I would, like, always take her with me, like, when we're with shelters or feeding strays and, like, look at them. Look at animals. Animals are beloved, are amazing. And slowly, I was just wanting to her to be... Because I feel like when you don't have connection with animals, you're losing a lot of life. You're missing out a lot of life. Same goes for nature. If you're not out in the nature, having sand in your feet, having the bark of the tree under your um, nails and stuff like that, you're missing out on life. So I wanted her to get the full experience of being alive. And animals were a big part of it. So I would always, always. So when our cousin, like, you guys got to get a cat. I'm sorry, you guys are in a rut, in a bad place. You have to get the cat. My sister was accepting of the idea, but a little bit skeptical. But she wasn't like, no, 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 or phobic or anything. She was more and more maturing into an animal lover, kind of like the rest of us. But let me say in her own unique way, too. So when did she realize you were doing one of those sneaky sister plans to try and get her to accept a cat? realized early on because i wish i was that sneaky she's the sneaky one she let me tell you i'm like the least sneaky person out there like any scheme i would do you can read it on my face i would look like a total crap (laughs) so no i leave these schemes to her i'm like telling her like i would try to hide something and then like you know what donna we're getting a cat sorry maybe this is why i'm trying to let you love all the cats in the street and stuff like that so you also said there that that Donna and Leo made this great connection almost instantly. Obviously, it sounds like the rest of the family has made that connection as well, but that first connection, that how surprised was she then? She's crazy surprised. We're all surprised. Seriously. Nobody expected it. Nobody would have thought she she's the most tender with him. She cannot even, you know, like, I can sometimes give him orders to him not to do this. Step down, get back and stuff like She would never... Like she would, she would wake up in the middle of the night if he's hungry, just to look if he's missing something or or if he's kind of like moaning or doing something. And like, what's wrong, Lee? What's wrong, baby? What's wrong? And she would just hug him and you know like tenderly pat him and stuff like that. But we wouldn't expect it. We thought she would be the least connected to him, and it was the opposite. And he just you know like sometimes she's asleep and he's like standing there staring at her lovingly. He doesn't do this with me. Let me tell you. <laughs> Oh, he, he knows where to put his claws in, as it were, and make sure he gets a yeah. little more treats. It's just like, yeah, yeah. Sisters might not be sneaky cats. Oh, is there food here? I will be evil. Uh, but the other thing about that connection is we all know what it's like when a pet gets ill, has to go back and forth. You said before Leo had a rough time after about five or six months. What was, what was wrong with Leo? 
he had this viral infections one after the other and you know he was so young and he had to get all these shots and all. yeah luckily for us we had a very good vet but he would be like throwing up back and forth and stuff like that and and he was just in pain and my mom and my sister would have to because I used to work like a really long time and long hours my mom and sister would be like back and forth back and forth to the vet and back from the vet and I think one of the days it was really raining it was raining like crazy but they were like I'm I don't care I'm gonna go and they returned soaked to the bone so I don't know we just kind of like um when we have when you have an animal you just devote it part of yourself to this creature and this creature depends solely on you so if you're not honest and if you're not fully dedicated and committed to taking care of it trust me this creature might get seriously affected so we were solely focused and completely focused because my dad panics in these situations let me tell you he is like leucistic he's just like there shaking and he's scared what's gonna happen no no and um we just took control, the women and the family, and we go out there and we take him. And the rest is, thankfully, history is good now. And I, I want to come back to Donna's experience as well, because then did you have to do learning and education is the wrong word, but if that's the first pet she's had that strong connection with, that would be the first time that that strong connection has been in medical danger. Wow, wow, good question, good question. Well, let me tell you, Donna would be worried but we, the women of the family, I think we're, we're, Donna and I have learned at a certain time to just step up and, and be kind of adults because we've had some rough times in our family. So I think I would be the panicky one in certain situations. She's had to be upfront because she's also, she works as a public relations sales expert. So she's always out there communicating with people. So she just has to put on a brave upfront. But the most person who was really scared for Leon he was a medical danger was my dad like he couldn't sleep those days if he would hear him moaning my dad would be like flipping on the bed you know like tossing and turning around just unable to control it and he would be like sitting he doesn't want to eat he doesn't want to have fun he doesn't want to watch stuff and we're like that it's okay we're taking care of it so I think it was the hardest on him Donna was as usual playing the brave one until you know like I think the day when they returned, they were soaked wet and they had just given him one of the shots for the viral infection, an antiviral shot. And she broke into tears because it was just too much pressure. It was COVID. The world was decaying. Everything is bad. She wasn't happy in her job, let me tell you, as a teacher. And her her love and, and, and kind of like overprotectiveness over Leo, it was all taking a toll on her. But she doesn't have those moments often. As I used to, I would be like having them every now and then, every two days, I'd be having a nervous breakdown. <laughs> it, it sounds like the family, everybody depends on everybody else very yeah. intensely. Yeah. And, and Leo is in there creating those extras, I depend on you, but also you depend on me. It sounds like yeah. he's just as complicated and emotionally open as everybody else. Yeah. That's so true. Damn, we're such an intense family. What can I tell you? My mom used to play the piano, used to write poetry before she became a housewife, unfortunately. She didn't want this for us, my sister and I. I'm a poet and I make short movies and I like um, do stuff. And my sister is like a food blogger. We're not a traditional family in the sense of the, my dad told you like he was an eccentric, always on the margins of the society, never had a regular job in his life so we're like i don't think we're a normal family in the sense of the world but what family is <laughs> all right 
this may be the toughest question, I think, because it uh-huh. sounds like Leo wasn't born a Leo. It sounds like he was born kitten, and then this highly emotional family has to come <laughs> to a single decision about his name. And how straightforward was that? I just had it from the beginning. Like, if it's a male cat, if it's a boy, I'm going to call him Leo after Leo DiCaprio. And my daddy's like, no, Leo after Leo Messi. <laughs> Football, the soccer. Yeah, like, that is like Leo Messi. And he would call him Leo Messi to my face. And I'd be like, no, Leo DiCaprio. Sorry, daddy. But still, he's a Leo. This is my dad and I. My sister and my mom are like, uh-uh, you guys name him. Not my problem. But me, it was Leo DiCaprio. That is like Leo Messi. So technically, you haven't agreed on a name then. <laughs> it's just Leo so that everybody just yeah. shuts up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just, no arguments. We'll just go with the first names. Let's not get anything complicated in the background. Let's not mention the fact that we like the West Wing as well. Let's just move on. Because <laughs> uh, it was Donna and Josh, not Donna and Leo. I know my West Wing. <laughs> So what about Round the House now? Uh, he can't just be this absolute tearaway 24-7. He must have his downtime sometimes. When I think when someone is kind of like, um, when he doesn't get attention, or when, you know, like, sometimes when I, like, go after him, because sometimes he's doing crazy stuff, putting himself in danger, trying to, like, run out of, we just have a slit in a window, and he'd be, like, running crazily because he's very fast and trying to get himself in it. I always give him a hard time about it when he's puking sometimes and I know this is bad but I would just tell him like look what you did he would go and like sulk in a corner and my sister would go to me and like don't you dare do this to him don't you tell him anything it's not up to you what is your problem he's a cat and then these are his down of course when someone is sick in the family like my dad got sick um my dad had to do cataract eye uh, corrective surgery and it was nothing, but he came and he was sedated and he was in and out of it. And you should have seen Leo. Like That doesn't what? work when we're doing an audio podcast, by the way. <laughs> really? Oh my like, goodness. You can't just you can't to... just kinda of lean into the camera and look up like Leo and hope everybody's gonna read. <laughs> it doesn't work like that, <laughs> Oh my goodness. I'm trying to give Okay, I'm trying to paint a picture. Well, he's looking up there. Oh my goodness, I'm such an actress. Oh my to be on the stage like i you should see you should see his face okay he's just there staring intently his eyes are like so wide and he's just so downcast like why and he's like leo he'll be up soon don't worry but we just try and take that to the bed and he's there too still and he would like sleep at the foot of the bed waiting so he sulks when someone is when someone like gives him a hard time it's just usually yours truly um when he doesn't get of course like his favorite food and stuff but sometimes there are cat food shortages i don't know what to do we try to look for the best alternatives and try to make up stuff we've made a connection between all the cat shops and stuff like that and pet shops and yeah we figured it out but this is our his downloads not much is he always going to have the house to himself or are you all thinking another cat's going to join him soon I don't think so. I don't think we have the energy. Let me tell you. I don't think we can. <laughs> we can manage with two cats. This be crazy. It's be crazy. Have you seen us? We're crazy family already. Another cat. Damn. No. Not even another dog. We'd all go mad. I think maybe when I'm alone on my own, if I have an apartment, I'll get a cat and a dog. I guess. Why not two cats? Why cat and a dog? I really 
like I really love dogs. I don't know. I wish I would have a dog of my own. Like I, this is something that I've had in mind. My sister, of course, my sister hears me saying this. She'll be like, no, 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 don't say, it. don't even say it. What about Leo? And I'm like, I can't even imagine it. What are you like? He doesn't read my mind. What is wrong with you? He completely has his control over her. But for me, I think, I think when I have an apartment of my own, it will be a cat and a dog or one of them either. But I think, but with us, the four of us and another creature, no, never. Thank you very much. We're enough. He got enough there. So it <laughs> sounds like much. it sounds like he has a great life now, running around, yeah, very. being waited on hand and foot, um, and getting everybody else to do the hands on foot waiting in the other direction as well. Yes, he is. Yeah, <laughs> he's always like that. He just he, he he has a happy kitty life. He has a happy cat life, and it's just all over the place. Well, it is a wonderful story, Jayla. I thank you. It's so wonderful to hear how much a cat can help in a family in tough times. Um, yeah. And then when the good times are there, well, they can just bring even more joy. It's wonderful to hear. Thank you for telling us. You're welcome. Thank you. It was a pleasure to talk about him. He's adorable. He's just lovable. You've been listening to My Cat's Tale, a Spence Media production. Listen to more tales of our perfect pets at mycatstalepod.com and support us on Patreon. have it the tale of leo the cat who's ice cold in alex and thanks as always to the person who is the owner or is owned by the cat that we hear about jayla thanks very much once more for taking the time to tell us your cat's tale you're at my cat's tale that's what we do in the podcast we listen to our feline friends the adventures they get up to and then we come back in seven days time to do it all over again with another cat and the same amount of love and emotion that we all carry for our pets. Throw for now.